Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your Chief Security Fanatic here, and it is Sunday, so we are doing Breaches of the Week. And this week in data breaches was absolutely nuts. Actually, it's the last couple of weeks because my very end of 2023 was the top breaches of 2023, so we got a couple weeks to catch up on here. But, as always, I want to thank the following people that sent me a lot of this information. That would be Jay Dance, Chris Fellon, Jacqueline Wolf, Tom Sherhan, and Selena Ortiz. Thank you very much for sending these tips in, and please keep sending them my way. And with that, let's get going because we have no time to lose. And we're, first up is going to be Oric, Harrington, and Sutcliffe. Now, if you're a longtime listener uh, or watcher of the Breaches of the Week, then you probably heard them because they're a law firm that handles, essentially, victims of data breaches. And here we go. Now, they just had their own cyber attack. Now, they said basically about a week ago or so, that attackers stole the personal information and sensitive health data of more than 637,000 data breach victims, meaning they just got victimized again from a file share on their network during the, an intrusion during March of 2023. Way to keep that under your hat, guys. Now, Oryx said that the stolen data consumes whatever you think that it would possibly consume because they're literally holding this in evidence. Names, dates of birth, postal address, email, government-issued IDs, social security numbers, driver's license, tax IDs, etc., etc. The data also includes medical stuff as well because, again, they're helping companies go through data breaches. And so think about PHI, but also medical treatment diagnosis information, insurance claims information, dates of cost and services, all this kind of stuff. So basically, I guess they're going to get sued too, but here we go. So that, there it is. That's obviously coming out strong uh, in the beginning of the year. Now with that, I have to give you an update on Move It. As you know, this has been going on for months and months and months and months. It's about mid-2023, uh, and it just hasn't stopped for the new year. So, by virtue of Move It, WellTalk, who I've mentioned multiple times over the months, got breached because now their clients are declaring, and this week it's Yale New Haven Health for almost eight, over 800000 just in Connecticut alone. So, obviously, that's a huge thing. So, if you're using Yale New Haven Health for your medical needs, they got breached because WellTalk got breached because... Because Move It got breached, and that's how supply chain breaches work. Moving on, let's talk about Health EC. Now, they provide population health management services, delivering analytics and insights to help healthcare organizations improve patient outcomes. In an incident notice uh, published on their website just before December, the company said that between July 14th through 20, uh, the 23rd of 2023, an unauthorized actor gained access to systems and exfiltrated files owned by Health EC. Now we're talking personal information, so names, address, dates of birth, social security numbers, taxpayer ID, medical information, health insurance information, billing and claims information as well. 4.5 million were affected. Moving on, I want to give you an update on the Perry Johnson and Associates or PJ&A update. Uh, this one's been going on for a couple of months, not as big as Move It, but a lot are having to declare. And this past week or two has been no different. So the North Kansas City Hospital has declared, as is the Clay County Public Health Center, which I believe is also in Kansas. So there you go. Heads up. Uh, if your health center in one way, shape or form uses Perry Johnson and Associates or used them. Moving on. Let's talk about Xerox, yes, the large corporation, but specifically their subsidiary Xerox Business Solutions. Now, they shared no details 
on the type of incident that their subsidiary fell victim to, but the ransomware gang known as Inc. Ransom was basically quick to claim responsibility for the attack. Now, on December 30th, the group listed Xerox on its uh, leak site, posting screenshots of documents allegedly stolen from the company as proof of the intrusion. Since then, however, and interestingly enough, the entry was taken down. That may suggest that Xerox uh, has engaged in communication with the attackers to prevent the stolen data from being published. We don't necessarily know, but probably. So heads up to you if you use Xerox Business Solutions, part of Xerox, for all your Xeroxing needs. Moving on. Let's talk about Network 180. This is the Kent County, Michigan Mental Health Authority. Now, they got they were basically the victim of a phishing attack and exposed information of Network 180's user email account, uh, as well as as many as 59,000 people being impacted. In a letter sent to patients dated December 22nd of last year, Network 180, which is like a Two weeks ago, Network 180 informed one patient that their information had been leaked on October 18th of 2023. Possible information also includes date of birth, driver's license, social security, medical information, demographic information, and financial information as well. So heads up to you, Network 180 patients. Moving on. Let's talk about SSM Health. Now, the company was alerted to suspicious activity on their network on July 25th of last year, according to their letter. An investigation determined that that between July 12th through the 25th, an unauthorized actor may have accessed files and personal information. Again, names, dates of birth, health insurance policy numbers. The letter, though, did state that Social Security numbers were not accessed. So hopefully that's true. So SSM Health patients, heads up to you. Moving on, let's do our mini segment first of the year, which basically is if you just spent money on cybersecurity, you wouldn't be getting breached, you wouldn't be having your reputation damaged, and you may not be getting sued for a whole lot of money. First up is Five Guys. Now, I've been talking about Five Guys over the last couple of years as they've had a couple of data breaches. Well, one of those has now come to fruition. Five Guys Enterprises, LLC, will pay $700,000 to settle a proposed class action claim, uh, basically saying that uh, or alleging that they failed to protect the personal information of nearly 38,000 employees and others that was exposed in a September 2022 data breach. Now, Judge Claude M. Hilton of the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of Virginia granted preliminary approval about a week or so ago and the, of the settlement involving five guys. So we'll see about that. But if you work for five guys, you're most likely entitled to compensation. Moving on. Axe Retirement Life Communities. Now, in a settlement that received preliminary approval in federal court, Fort Washington, uh, Pennsylvania-based Axe Retirement Life Communities will pay $1 million to settle allegations that they failed to protect the personal information of uh, 20,754 individuals, including 18,276 former Axe employees and 2,478 current or former residents in an April 2022 data breach. Now, after discovering that data breach involved one of their internal servers, Axe notified potentially uh, affected individuals in July and October of 2022, obviously offering the basics like credit monitoring. So heads up to you if you or a loved one is using the Axe Retirement Life Communities for, I'm assuming, your retirement. Moving on. We've got Comcast, and this was behind a paywall, but if you recall, at the end of uh, basically 2023, they declared a breach of about $39 million, which is like every customer Xfinity has. Well, Xfinity customers are now suing. The rest of it was behind a paywall. I hate when legal sites do that, but that's in the works. That was completely expected. 
We're going to see where that goes, though, but heads up to you. If you're a Comcast Xfinity uh, subscriber, you may eventually be entitled to compensation, which will probably be like 15 bucks. but there you go. The lawyers will make out. And so that's the end of the mini segment for this week. If any of these companies had just paid the money, I wouldn't be talking about them now. They wouldn't have had their reputation ruined, and they wouldn't be paying a hell of a lot more. With that, let's head on back to the healthcare industry and talk about transformative Healthcare, because about a week or two ago or so, they informed regulators in several U.S. states, as well as the Department of HHS, about a data breach that took place in April of 2023. Now, the company is contracted by hospitals and healthcare facilities to provide logistics and services and other programs, meaning we're going to start seeing hospitals having to declare under federal law, HIPAA specifically. Now, in a breach notification letter sent out on December 27, Transformative Healthcare explained that the breach was related to Fallon Ambulance Services. Now, this is a company that they purchased in 2018. The company provided ambulance services basically in the Boston area, but ceased all operations in December of 2022. But for legal reasons, the company was still required to maintain an archive copy of that data previously stored on their computer systems. And guess what got hit? Around 1 million people have been impacted. So there you go. Moving on, sticking with healthcare because that's what we do, Integris Health. Now, Integris Health or Integris posted a website notice describing on December 24th a recent data privacy incident. And for the record, posting around Christmas is absolutely fantastic if you're going through a data breach or any major holiday because the focus in the news is everything but. All the Google hits are going to be about Christmas, etc. when you're talking about news and it's going to get pushed way down. It's going to fly under the radar except for people like me. So they described that data incident after they determined an unauthorized party may have accessed their computer network. Now, in this notice, Integris explained that the incident resulted in an unauthorized party being able to gain access to consumer-sensitive information, the normal stuff, names, dates of birth, contact information, demographic information, and even social security numbers. So while the investigation is still under the way, if this is fully and formally confirmed, Integris will basically start sending out letters as well, and that is as of late December. Moving on, let's talk about National Amusements. I'd never heard of these guys, but apparently this is a corporation that owns CBS and Paramount, two of the largest media corporations in the United States. No idea. Anyway, they started informing over 82,000 individuals that their personal information was compromised in a December 2022 breach. Now, this incident was identified on December 15th of 2022, and this is according to a notification letter that they sent to impacted individuals and a copy of which was sent to the main attorney general. Now, according to National Amusements, the attackers had access in their network between December 13th through the 15th of 2022 and appeared to have accessed and exfiltrated data. So odds are we'll see what happens there. But the parent company of CBS and Paramount got hit in some way, shape or form. We'll see where that goes if you're a Paramount Plus subscriber. Moving on, let's talk about the Retina Group of Washington. Almost 456,000 individuals have been affected by a Retina Group of Washington data breach and have started receiving notifications nine months after the breach. Now, according to the notification letters, Retina Group of Washington started experiencing difficulty accessing information on some of its systems on March 26th of last year. An investigation was launched. FBI was notified. 
And basically they determine that they had files access. Now the type of information is names, addresses, telephone numbers, email addresses, dates of birth, demographic information, social security numbers, driver's license numbers, medical record numbers, health information, payment information, health insurance information, and on and on and on. So heads up to you if you use Retina Group out of Washington. Not good. Moving on, Navis and Company with two V's. Now on December 29th, they filed notice with Oregon after discovering that an unauthorized party accessed their computer system and accessed confidential consumer information. They explained the unauthorized party was able to access names, social security numbers, dates of birth, Medicaid, Medicare uh, information, health plan IDs, medical treatment, patient account numbers, case information, providers, doctor's information, health record information, where you went to school in third grade, and on and on and on. Now, basically, after completing that investigation, they began sending out data breach notifications to those who were affected as well. So heads up to you if you use Navis with two Vs for all your health needs. Dental Exchange, and that's Dental X Change. And I swear, like this is like 90% healthcare. Now, on, on January 2nd of 2024, they filed with Montana after discovering that an unauthorized party was able to access information belonging to basically dental care provider patients. Now, in this notice, Dental Exchange explained that the incident resulted in an unauthorized party being able to access consumer-sensitive information. So names, address, dates of birth, subscriber IDs, list of dental procedures that had been performed by their providers and all of that. And so they started sending out letters as well. Moving on, finally, we get one that isn't healthcare lately, and that would be the U, the major U.S. private freight transport provider, Estes Express Lines. They disclosed that 21,184 individual, individuals had their data stolen following a ransomware attack that was initially reported on in October. Lockbit is claiming that hit. Now, information compromise includes names, social security numbers, and more, according to their filing with Maine. However, more data could have been compromised as indicated by the blank text in the breach notification letter that the shipping giant sent to people impacted by the incident, which emphasized there's no evidence of theft or fraud. That's the standard thing, etc. But if for lock, if for Lockbit, for example, if they're claiming that, then there absolutely was data exfiltration. They're really good at that. So I say all of that to say, if you've ever driven for Estes Express lines, work for them or have anything to do with them, heads up to you. Moving on, let's talk about Bunker Hill Community College. I'm assuming by the famous Bunker Hill from the revolution. On December 28th, Bunker Hill of last year, Bunker Hill Community College filed a notice with uh, Massachusetts after discovering that they had been hit by a ransomware attack. Now, they explained that the incident allowed this unauthorized party to gain information such as or access information such as names, dates of birth, social security numbers, driver's license, state IDs, passports, financial account information, credit and debit card numbers, usernames and passwords, outstanding, and medical information health insurance information, et cetera, et cetera. So if you go to or work for Bunker Hill Community College, you're not having a good week. Moving on, Europe's largest parking app operator, Easy Park Group, they acknowledge a data breach that affected the personal information of an unverified amount of Easy Park users across Europe. That data includes name, phone number, home address, email address, and parts of IBAN or credit card numbers as well. So if you're using Easy Park for easy parking across Europe, heads up to you. This is affecting something like 18 countries across the continent. Moving on, let's talk about German Hospital Network and I promise you i apologize from the bottom of my heart my german viewers and listeners because let's give this one a, a roll the german hospital network 
Clatholeshe Hospital Vereningung Osterwalde Fallen. And I horribly screwed that up, and I apologize, but that was kind of interesting to say. Now, they were the victim of a cyber attack, and if you are German and understood what I said, one, I'm amazed, two, I apologize again. Uh, but anyway, they were a victim of a cyber attack that disrupted hospitals in Belieffeld, uh, Reda Wiedenbruck, and Hereford, which sounds English. Anyway, Lockbit claimed that as well, so <laughs> heads up to you, Hospital Network Group, whatever I said previously. Moving on. We got to talk about Panasonic, specifically the Panasonic Avionics Corporation. They confirmed a data breach that impacted certain systems in their environment. The threat actors gained personal and health information that belongs to an unverified amount of employees and clients. So names, contact details, email addresses, dates of birth, medical, financial information, health information, employment status, uh, government identifiers, social security, et cetera, et cetera. So there you go. So if you work for Panasonic Avionics or are customer or supplier of theirs, you definitely want to check in. Moving on, let's talk about Parathon by JDA eHealth Systems. So back to healthcare on December 22nd. They filed with Montana after discovering that they were the target of a cyber attack. Now, in this notice, Parathon explained that the incident resulted in illegal access of consumer data. And we're talking names, address, date of birth, and protected health information. They've sent out letters as well. Moving on, let's talk about FTX. If you recall, FTX is that major cryptocurrency uh, that by Sam Bankman-Fried that completely imploded. This was a whole mess. Now, this is an FTX data breach, interestingly enough, by way of crawl now crawl if you don't know or crawl is a major risk and financial advisory firm and oftentimes if you have a data breach stuff like that insurance companies will call them in to do the forensics and all of that basically they discovered uh basically that they that they had disclosed the compromise the of information from ftx's bankruptcy complaints following a data breach in August that stemmed from a SIM swapping attack on its T-Mobile account. In other words, Kroll got hit and FTX data was taken. Now, FTX customers had their names, home and email addresses, phone numbers, claim numbers, and accounts, amounts, account IDs, coin holdings, and balances impacted by this breach. Some individuals also had their birth dates compromised as well, according to Kroll's notification. However, Kroll emphasized that basically none of FTX's systems and digital assets, as well as account passwords, were affected in this attack. Other cryptocurrency investment firms, BlockFi and Genesis Global Hold Co., were previously confirmed by Kroll to have their creditors' data compromised as a result of this attack as well. So heads up to you. If you're still going through the FTX mess and still have an account there, Kroll just got you hit. Moving on, let's talk about Terrytown Expo Care. They notified individuals of a quote-unquote email security incident, according to a news release from the company. Now, Terrytown Acquisitions Holding LLC or Terrytown Expo Care, quote, is a healthcare provider that offers pharmacy services to the IDD and behavioral health communities across the United States. I'm not sure what IDD is. Please, somebody fill me in. Now, on December 20th, the company distributed letters to anyone who may have been impacted by that incident. They basically uh, are outlining all the specific things they're going to do, et cetera, et cetera. But heads up to you, if you use Terrytown Expo Care for your behavioral health or IDD needs. Moving on, let's talk about Meyer. I don't know if they're a national chain, but we've definitely got them here in Chicagoland, and they are kind of like a Walmart competitor based out of Michigan. Anyway, they suffered a loss of more than $1 million 
after customers M Perks account information was stolen by a Michigan man and then sold online. So Nicholas Moy, 22 of Grand Haven, Michigan, is charged with one count of conducting a criminal enterprise, one count of use of computer to commit a crime, and seven counts of identity theft stemming from this alleged theft. Now, Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel says that Moy obtained login credentials from a separate data breach and cross-referenced those credentials for access success with mperks. He then allegedly sold that information online. And that's one of the problems we have with credential stuffing attacks and all of that. You get, you people are creatures of habits. Don't reuse your passwords. And so a lot of people probably had the same password for their Walmart login as they did their Meyer login or whatever, or bank, God forbid. <laughs> Find that in a previous data breach, log right in, get stuff. Not cool, it's illegal. And remember, kids, crime does not pay. We'll eventually find you. Moving on, let's talk about Academy Mortgage. On December 21st, they filed a notice of data breach with New Hampshire after discovering that the company had been victim of a recent cyber attack. Now, Academy explained that the incident resulted in unauthorized party being able to access consumers' information. We're talking names, date of birth, and social security as well. They began sending out uh, breach letters as well. So heads up if you use Academy Mortgage. Moving on. Let's talk about the crypto exchange Catalyx. Now, basically, the company behind Catalyx uh, out of Canada has frozen all trading, deposits, and withdrawals following a security breach that involved the loss of customer funds. Now, Catalyx basically said in a press release that they had opened investigation into this incident, which may actually involve an employee. They did not say how much money was uh, has suspected of been being lost, but obviously that's a huge thing and a huge reputational black eye. So heads up to you. If you use the Canadian uh, crypto exchange, Catalyx, for all your crypto needs. Moving on, let's talk about the Salal Sexual Violence Support Center. I am not a fan of this one at all. Now, I'm not a fan of any of these, but these are the ones that are heartbreaking to me. Now, they had a December 3 break-in, a physical break-in at their office... And that is under investigation, according to Vancouver Police, talking to CBC News up in Canada this past Friday. At least one woman who sought counseling at Salal says, and she is planning on filing a complaint with British Columbia's privacy watchdog over this breach. Now, in a December 23rd email obtained by CBC News, that's Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, Executive Director Dalla Israel told Salal clients that a backup server with their waitlist and contact information was among the items stolen from their office, which is currently being renovated. Quote, it is possible that your name, email address, telephone numbers, and notes about safety risk or what services you have requested could be released, sold, or shared publicly. That's according to Ms. Israel. And obviously, that's a huge problem because when you've got victims of, let's say, abuse, domestic abuse, whatever it is, that are seeking to get away from their attackers, these attackers oftentimes are very controlling and they are looking to basically find these people, which is why things like battered shelters are always hidden. They're never published. They're never publicized and all of that. And in the age of social media, it's even harder. But when the physical server... And has the actual data is there, you know, it's it's a huge problem. Now, obviously, we're hoping nothing happens. Maybe it's pond and the pawn shop just wipes the computer and calls it a day. But regardless of that, it's a data breach. It's a data breach of those that are oftentimes in, in some very precarious situations. So never a fan of that. Moving on, let's talk about the Ohio lottery. So heads up, big spenders in Ohio. This is for you. The Ohio Lottery was forced to shut down some of their key systems after a cyber attack affected a whole bunch of internal applications on Christmas Eve. 
Now, while the incident is under investigation, the lottery was working to restore all impacted services and basically uh, trying to bring everything back online. So basically that week, that Wednesday, uh, basically they said, and I quote, mobile cash and prize caching above $599 at super retailers are currently not available. Additionally, winning numbers for Kino, Lucky One, and Easy Play Progressive Jackpots are not available on our website or mobile app, but can be checked at any Ohio lottery retailer. Now, hopefully all of this has been fixed as I'm talking to you here in January, but if not, if not, and you're you're playing the Ohio lottery as a customer, you can also check the Ohio lottery website and mobile app for excuse me, for winning numbers while the incident is being investigated and things are being brought online. So obviously not a good thing, not a good look for the lottery system. Hopefully no money was taken because obviously there's a lot of money in the lotto. Moving on, let's talk about loan care. That's right. They're just called loan care. They suffered a data breach last month, which resulted in the theft of sensitive consumer data. And uh, we don't necessarily know how much that is beyond full names, addresses, and social security numbers, as well as loan numbers, but it could be more And roughly 1.3 million people were affected by that breach, according to them. So heads up, if you use loan care, one word for all your loan care needs. Moving on, I want to do a finally here. Because we are going to wrap this up for our very first official breaches starting in 2024. And this is Orange Spain or Orange España. Now, they are the second largest cellular provider in the country of Spain. And we're talking about them for one very specific reason and see if you can guess why. Essentially... Orange Spain suffered a major outage about a week or so ago after a threat actor, or the end of December, basically as a threat actor going by the alias Snow, obtained a quote-unquote ridiculously weak password for an account that manages the global routing table and controls the networks that deliver the company's internet traffic. In other words, their routing tables were accessed, and if you change those routing tables, you can screw a whole lot of things up. Now, apparently, an administrator's computer was infected by info-stealing malware, which in and of itself, why and how, which somebody, this snow person or individual or entity, harvest a password called RIPE Admin, all lowercase, R-I-P-E-A-D-M-I-N. And they they did that in September of 2023. Now, the threat actor then sold that on the dark web, probably to Snow. They're not sure. Could be Snow, could be a third party. Now, this threat actor used it to basically log into the RIPE NCC account. That's obviously what we're talking about here. And this is a huge thing because the RIPE network or RIPE coordination center is one of five regional internet registries responsible for managing and allocating IP addresses to internet service providers, telecommunication organizations, and companies that manage their own network infrastructure. You're big like Google, you're, you're talking to RIPE. Now, once logged in, the attacker started making changes to the global routing table, which Orange uses to assign traffic to different backbone providers. At first, the changes didn't make much of a difference, but soon enough, quote unquote, things got ugly. And, and here we are. Now, long story short, Snow ended up turning uh, basically what is considered an anti-route hijacking tool into a denial of service tool against Orange, knocking out all of its users, all because one, Inadequate security controls, clearly they got in to install uh, some kind of malware that's great passwords, but two, ripe admin for the ripe network? Like, really? Like, all lowercase? 
I mean, even brute forcing that, that'd take probably like a minute or two. Like that's ridiculous. And so make sure, make sure, make sure you've got good passwords in your life. In the same way with the Meyer hit earlier, it's the same thing. If you're reusing your passwords or you're using passwords for multiple sites, you're doing it wrong. You're introducing risk into your life. I don't care if you're an individual or you're a corporation. And if you're an IT administrator or a fellow cybersecurity practitioner, understand we can't be complacent either. Understand that we can get hit as well. And so we need good cyber hygiene. We have to practice what we preach as well. So there you go. I'll get off my soapbox. But those were your first breaches for the end of December, beginning of the new year. Happy 2024, everybody. I hope you weren't affected. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.